Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. <laughs> this is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boss. And you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. There's a little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, big shout out to Ricky for the win. Yeah, man. Over there at Internet Today, our newest patron. Yeah. <clears throat> now he has, now Ricky has all that great bonus content. He was, uh, I think maybe him and his lovely wife, Dana, are on a oh, congratulations. They just got married. Congratulations. Oh, what a lovely couple. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's in a hotel room somewhere. Apparently, the only thing on television was wrestling. Apparently, he chose a, a wild night, a wild card night. To, uh, to join the WWE Universe. I wonder if he, too, after that show, decided, I'm done with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Uh, so, shout out to Internet Today. You guys, if you guys have never checked out the, the channel Internet Today. Oh, hell Today, yeah. I, somebody, had to have, somebody had to have archived our uh, fall movie preview. Was it fall or winter movie preview? Yeah, summer movie preview. Was it summer movie preview 2015? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm as archived, but I think there's there's clips of have, have are around Twitter, I believe. All right, we have to we have to get that and just clip that one because I'm when people ask what's the la- hardest you've ever laughed that that's up there. Yeah, it is up there. That's up there. That's up there. Uh, so anyways, check out Internet today. They're terrific, and uh, we have to do an yeah. idiots watch wrestling. Yeah. Thing with them, really, so, Elliot, Ricky, top-notch guys. When we get back from uh, Vegas, we'll start figuring out Los Los Angeles. Yeah, and get there and, 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 and do some do of those some, guys. some collaborations across the board. There's uh, several people we know in the Los Angeles area that we yeah, sure do some stuff with. Sounds good. Schedules permitting. Uh, so, um, and then also uh, shout out to some. You want to read off some new YouTube members yeah, here, Leslie? We're in now. We're in the second month of the Slow Wolf Pack. And the second month badges are starting to show up. The red slow wolf pack mm-hmm. starting to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Smith, thank you. Uh, Randall Frederick, thank you. The heel rage, wow, thank you. Speaking of rage, uh, all right, Larson. Before we before we get started with our recap of Raw, the wild card finals rule, the raw, wild card rule of Raw. Say say something positive about the show last night. You know, growing up, my my mom used to say, "Well, there was positive. The Drew Roman match was pretty good." 
I thought it was that was maybe better than a wrestling. Oh, it was. And I even appreciated the 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 wonky finish. Yeah. Because I thought it was very frenetic. I thought it added into uh and then it layered in another story with the Miz and Exactly, Shane. exactly. I was fine with that totally. I like when that main happens. event was very good. Main event was fantastic. Uh that's about it. I actually I might catch some heat for this one. I appreciated the revival Uso bit. I, I said I said that this is gonna be a stupid thing. But there might be a funny thing, and you know, I thought here's thing. the thing. Hold on, the revival's physical comedy is is pretty terrific. You can appreciate the performances of all involved because I think even the Usos they're trying to have fun with it, as are the revival. They shouldn't be involved in this type of garbage, man. You're probably right. They shouldn't be. So I, you I can can't, appreciate. I can't disagree with that. You can appreciate their efforts. Uh, they're trying to polish this turd best they can. You yeah. can appreciate it in that in that sense. However. Uh, they shouldn't be saddled with this turd to begin with. They're two of the best teams, tag teams in all of wrestling. They don't need to be making icy hot on front area gags. And trust me, I appreciate that both Wilder and Dawson were rubbing their butts on the ground like my dog does when her allergies kick in. I like when Dawson, no, uh, when uh, Dash Wilder was, no, Scott Dawson. When he was up on the on the stage and he was like doing like rolls, oh he was doing four rolls, rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he was taking bumps on the stage yeah that was pretty funny no when he was literally like no, rolling I know what you around yeah, I know, yeah but first of all, he did like a full flip <laughs> he took a uh, flat back bump yeah. on the stage and then started rolling around uh, that was pretty funny but in the context of he can I mean you know I know WWE's trying to get them and God bless them they're doing everything W want the WWE wants them to do this humiliation angle and then some yeah. to say look. We're willing to do whatever. Just treat us right, and then maybe we'll stick around. Maybe. Or maybe they'll just go to AEW. Did you notice who uh, the Revival's opponents were supposed to be? They were lingering in the background. Oh, the club. Yeah. 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 Anyways, let's talk about this wild card. Boy, AEW's going to have the best oh, tag man, division. tag division going to be off the charts, man. Be good. I don't know what AEW's going to look like. Might be crap. They're gonna have a tag loaded tag roster. Incredible! <laughs> imagine that the Luke. Could you imagine the Lucha Brothers, the Club, the Young Bucks, the Revival, Private Party, <laughs> and then of course Best Friends, and then of course Private Party, Private Party, Private Party. How can you forget? Do you private think party. Private Party is gonna be at the at SoCal Uncensored's after party? I still oh, have to. We so. have to get tickets for that. Yeah, we better get on that. We'll do it today. We're gonna get tickets today for that. All right. Um, speaking of which, a quick announcement before we get into the into the wild card rule scenario situation. Uh, we will be. It was announced sort of officially. It was already on the StarCast app. But yeah, Twitter, yeah. It was announced officially on Twitter. Uh, they put out the schedule. For Tuscany, yeah. For uh, So it's a StarCast 2 event, but it's at the Tuscany Suites and Casinos. Correct. Suites and Casino. Uh, and uh, at 11 a.m., uh, May 26th, the day after Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. it's a Sunday. Yeah. Open to everybody, yeah, free, free gratis. Free gratis to the public, yes. For free. You don't need a StarCast bracelet, you don't need a anything. ticket. You just need to be in Vegas, you just walk right in. show up, and we'll be doing our first ever live for an audience podcast. We're for a live audience, like an in-person audience. For We're doing this right person. now live for an audience. Okay, well, right God now. damn it. How do you say, what's, how do you differentiate? Well, you say a live studio audience on TV. <laughs> okay, a live Tuscany Suites audience. There you go. Uh, we're going to be there. You can sit there and physically be near us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll have like a QA thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like a live QA thread. And we're going to be reviewing Double or Nothing. It's going to be our live Double or Nothing review. Yeah. Might have 
a special guest. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see de- about that. To be determined and to be announced. To be determined. But yeah, it's friend. I'm I'm dubbing it Friendo Fest. Yeah. You, we're going to hand out flyers. You're doing the business for yourself there. Well, I, I feel like it's what's what, what were you going to call it? I mean, that's good enough. Yeah, it works, right? Yeah, that's good. It's fine. I mean, that's basically going in Raw's motto is it's good enough. Yeah, pretty much. It's fine. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Look, if you if you wanted to kick in a name for it, I can change the flyer. We haven't released the flyer yet. No, Friendo Fest is fine. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. So yeah. where are you, what the heck? Going business for myself. For all they know, we discussed it in advance. What, I can't rip you here? You want to know what a rib is? It's that wild card rule. What was that all about? No, that's Larson? not a rib. That's Vince convincing himself that he's brilliant. All right, man. Raw. Raw. Let's get into this. What did you think about the wild card rule? What is the wild card rule? It's a MacGuffin, man. That's what it is. Oh, I like that. It's a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. It's, it's something that Vince pulled out of his his bag of tricks. Yeah. His box of gimmicks. Yeah. And said, "This is going to be the cure all." What, the panacea? Is that the word I'm thinking of? Yeah. Uh, to cure our ratings ills. Uh-huh. Um, I'm Instead, gonna, it seems to be some sort of old-timey brain tonic. It's, it is. It doesn't really work. Completely. What, what they're doing here is say it's like, okay, well, we are either unwilling or unable to approach our creative in a way that would create intriguing, captivating, long-term stories that people can get invested in. Instead, we'll just rely on a bunch of gimmicky garbage uh, uh, so people will ha- think they have to tune in because... Uh, a raw superstar just might randomly show up on SmackDown, vice versa. Yeah. Essentially, the wild card rule, uh, the rules they laid out for wild card, card rule, which were later on violated within the same show. Okay, that's another question I have. Yes, hold on. But we'll get to that later. Um, so essentially, Vince had an epiphany, as he put it, during this opening segment, which we'll go, by beat by, go through beat by beat in a second, um, which said, hey, there's a wild card rule that I have just invented, which says that uh, any given week... Three superstars from SmackDown could show up on Raw and vice versa. Um, issue is, uh, it doesn't, that doesn't really it doesn't, it doesn't advance stories, really. I mean, the potential is there for it, maybe. However, short term, right now, in front of us, like this, this Kofi Daniel Bryan match that may have been the show, which is really good. You know, another show that could have benefited from a match of that profile? Actually, SmackDown. Like, what do they have in the main event of SmackDown now? Okay, I don't want to defend the wild card rule, but I'm about to do it. Uh, I I would assume, I would guess that the reason why they loaded Raw is because all the evidence is whatever Raw does, SmackDown's right behind it. Well, by fifteen percent less. Fifteen yes. percent. No, I understand less. that. So instead, it, so if, if they drop a turd on Raw, doesn't matter what they do on SmackDown, it's not going to be much better. So. I, I understand why they did that, and I'm not gonna. I, I'm even. I'm even okay, and I think I mentioned this prior to Mania when we were sort of talking about mainly how the Becky Lynch Charlotte thing, Becky Lynch in, in particular, was sort of because of the nature of her Royal Rumble win. She's a SmackDown superstar who's going after a Raw title. She's above brands. Um, Cena in the past has been above brands, and I always thought that okay, well. This Fox deal's coming up, and they're going to want, like, you don't want to end up with a situation. Totally, totally. If it's a situation where main event feuds cross-brand, I don't have an issue with that. The implementation of the wild, the wild card rule last night, and even going forward, 
because they have locked it down to a rule, which, as you said, they've already violated and then retroactively had to film a quick segment where they 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 didn't. They went back and well, fixed and it. And they say a lie showing up just doesn't count. Yeah. Which was so convoluted. It's the implementation. And then going forward, this is something that we're going to that Michael Cole's going to incessantly reference whenever somebody that signed a SmackDown is going to show up on Raw and vice versa. That's it's just it's silly. It's yeah. absolute. It's so silly. Here's one of my problems with it. And like you said, we're going to go through this beat by beat is that when Daniel Bryan said, what, what is this wild card rule? What are you talking about? I've never heard of a rule where, oh, well, if somebody in during the course of a basketball game picks up the ball and they and they run four steps, uh, the ref could call that traveling. Yeah. That's what Vince said. Three people from SmackDown could show up on Raw and vice versa. That's not a rule. No. That's just sort of like maybe a suggestion. Like I said, it's a MacGuffin. It's something they can pull out of their hat when it, it's convenient for when them to do so. When it's convenient for storyline. I think that this is something Well, no, that, no. I, think it's, I don't think it's convenient for storyline. I think it's for convenient to get attention to the product. Yeah. I don't think they give a crap about how this affects storylines. So like, and that that's sort of the big deal is like, it's just like Vince in that opening segment just seemed like he was, I, I texted this to you. He was like trying to angrily will an audience to tune in, and it doesn't work that way. What I say before we start looking at the thumb for the show, it looked like Vince was staring out into the audience, begging people to watch. That was the look on his face. Not begging, ordering. When he's demanding. Speaking, when he was speaking, that was a case, but that look on his face, just a look. <laughs> Please yeah. watch my show. Yeah. Please. And it's, it, it doesn't work that way. It, it honestly felt like the kind of thing where. We, we talked about this a lot uh, uh, when the Viking uh, experience was a thing. How, you know, is, 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 does Triple H get bummed out that his NXT creations are Did you are see misused? that tweet he liked? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I'm going to give him sort of the benefit of the doubt there on maybe, God, I don't know. I don't know how you get. You know, sometimes you're flipping through Twitter and he's got those big giant sausage yeah, sometimes meat hands. You might, you're, you're, you, you might. Maybe he was reading it and, and tried to scroll and accidentally liked it. And didn't realize it until later. Yeah. People pointed it out. Yeah. But maybe he actually did like it. I don't know. You don't know either. This does seem the kind of thing where people are maybe backstage witnessing this turd of an opening segment go down and just how desperate it reeks and how nonsensical it is. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking like, wow, this is not what it should be. There is no excitement here. It's just pure dripping desperation. It's just sweaty fart happening right mm -hmm. now. Um it did. It didn't make any sense storyline. And here's the thing: I believe that they could have come up with any number. And you even said that you had an idea as to how they I could got have something done better. This. I came yeah. up with this last night. So when Roman came out, we'll get to this more later. Uh, he said the reason he came to the show was that you uh, referenced the the McMahon shakeup in December that we were there for, mm -hmm. where they, you know the McMahon said we're going to see uh, new talent, fresh matchups. Boy, it's almost five months since that happened. I know, yeah. and not much has really changed. Um, uh, and now you're the authority, and since then we've seen more or less Shane resume the the, the role of heel authority figure. Mm -hmm. um, Vince has been on TV a hell of a lot more, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, Kofi uh, got his title shot at Mania and won because the fans got behind him. But by and large, not much has really changed in terms of. Of, of you know uh, catering the product to a more modern wrestling fan imagine this Roman to come out instead of Vince being in, in the ring to start the show it's Shane mm -hmm. um, Shane you know like in the middle of, of having Greg Hamilton do his best in the world mm -hmm. so if he finishes that Roman comes out 
more or less says the same thing to Shane he did to Vince. There's already beef there. And, and Roman frames this as, okay, uh, you said this in December. However, not much has changed. Essentially, your family is still uh, uh, the, killing this company. Bearing the product, yeah. And so instead of using this wild card rule, have talents from Raw and SmackDown crossover and essentially a battle for the soul of the company mm-hmm. where you have Roman, uh, amongst others, saying, you know, we don't answer to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Look what this has wrought. Ratings are in the toilet. Enthusiasm is non-existent um, because you're not listening to the people. Mm-hmm. You're not giving the people what they want. Yeah. And we're here to give the people what they want. Yeah. Um, and you can have heel versus face. Don't make it a McMahon. Ver- I mean, not to the same degree. Like I said, have Shane be the the, the heel face of it, not Vince, not Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Have Triple H at a certain point say, screw this. You guys have have dropped the ball on too many NXT cops and have him say that. Mm-hmm, have yeah. him say that. He spent all these all this time cultivating talent in NXT only come to Maine and have Vince bungle it. Yeah. Like get super you know, like smart mark about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and just have it have that story go on till Survivor Series, of course. And the thing about that, at Survivor Series then you can have Team Triple H versus Team Shane for lack of better mm-hmm. names. And, of course, you have the, the SmackDown of Fox, Raw and USA. You get away from the brand versus brand stuff, mm-hmm. so you don't have competing networks worried about whose show is going to go over in the end of Survivor Series. You yeah. have this storyline that crosses brands. Yeah. It could be something far more interesting yeah. than just wild card rule. The thing that I like about your suggestion most is the Triple H aspect of it. Nobody engenders more goodwill from the WWE Universe, really, in Triple H because of the NXT, NXT. stuff. Yeah. And if he were to come out and say, you guys not only have bungled my creation – you bungled, you know, your the own of the company. Because yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. I, I like that. That's a good idea. Um, unfortunately, instead, Vince and, and honestly, it felt like the thing that was one hundred percent Vince. Oh yeah, with zero input from anybody else. Yeah. Let's dive right into this. I don't have my notes in front of me, but All I right, do know I'll, 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 the I'll, show kicked off with uh, Vince and Kenny McMahon. Here's the thing: people got to stop doing when Vince comes out. I know it's knee jerk. I know the song's awesome. Stop cheering him. Yeah, stop cheering that, him. That's that's hard to do. Though. I know it's hard to do. It's hard to do. That's hard to do. But you got to stop cheering him. Um, so he comes out and says, you know who I am? I'm Vincent Kenny McMahon. He's basically inter- instantly interrupted by Roman. Roman comes out, and as I mentioned earlier, he mentions the uh, the bit, I think it was December 17th episode of Raw, where he uh, said, you and your family uh, called the fans the authority. Uh, Roman says, that was a lie, and says he doesn't take orders from Vince anymore. He can show up when and where he wants to. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan comes to the ring. And he says, uh, "I don't want to have. I want to come out here and have an intellectual conversation with you, Vince, uh, more or less about getting a title shot, I believe." Yeah. Um, and then Kofi comes out next, um, says, "You know, I saw on Twitter, Roman, you're going to be here. I thought, well, you got to have all the fun. I'm going to be here too." I'll say this about Kofi: this promo, I, there's something oddly that, that because he's so connected to the New Day. Yeah. It's and you know with with how especially. Uh, I guess flamboyance the word that Big E can be. He Big E is so magnetic. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to look at them more as a trio as opposed to, you know, individual three individual personalities. personalities. Yes. Kofi without Xavier or Big E, I think it's been a necessity. And this is the first time that he has felt so comfortable 
wearing that title, mm-hmm. he really came off legitimately oh, yeah. like WWE team. And this yeah. is the first time that I've noticed in his promos because between this and especially the backstage one, yeah, it was really good. Was so good. I, the, it, it, it was. I thought it was very, very. Yeah, good. I, mean, I, thought, I thought his promo work all through the build to his t- eventual title win. I thought it was all really good. Yeah, but once you get the title, it's okay. Do you really come off like mm-hmm, a champion? Mm-hmm. And I thought that this, between the promos last night, him being solo without Xavier, yeah, yeah. without Big E, and then especially with the match and the, the way the match was booked and how he won the match yeah. at the main event, yeah. I thought it was a really solid night for yeah, Kofi. agreed. Uh, so he comes out, says, I want to have some of this fun too. I'm here. And he tells Daniel Bryan, if you want a title match, you didn't have to... You know, talk to the old man here. You could just talk to me. And Vince says, all right, quiet. I have an idea. I have an epiphany. Says that he just created a wild card rule, which would allow three members of a brand to go to the other brand. And then he just starts shouting wild card rule, and the crowd is dead. And he's, well, he's saying wild card rule. I'm a genius. I'm a delirium. Look, Vince McMahon is a genius. Which I get is like a playoff of like, you know, the... And Daniel Bryan, the internet community, spoke some truth here when he said, quote, nothing about Monday Night Raw. There's nothing about Monday Night Raw that is fun. Ooh, is that a shout out to fun wrestling? No, he's just saying that Raw is a chore to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then he wants a title shot. Drew shows up on the ramp and then talks a bunch of crap about Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vince says, all right, we'll make a match. Drew, Roman. WrestleMania rematch. WrestleMania rematch. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and Kofi, WWE title, WrestleMania rematch. Another one. happens. And then AJ Styles comes to the ring. And then we cut to commercial. Then everybody, save for Vince and AJ, poof, teleport yeah. out. Just gone. Just like that. And then AJ is confused about wild card final. I don't, listen, Vince, I don't get it. What is wild card? What is, what is rule? Oh, wild card rule, not wild card What finals, is wild sorry. card finals? What is this? Well, he's not alone because WB had to issue a statement after Raw explaining what wildcard rule was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh it's three God. paragraphs long. That's really long. So uh, this is from Wrestling Inc. Quote, the latest wrinkle in the ongoing superstar shakeup emerged this Monday on Raw when Mr. McMahon announced a new wildcard rule which, which, in which a limited number of superstars from Raw or SmackDown be invited. Invited cross brand lines for one night only appearances with unauthorized jumps be penalized by fines or even potential firing. The number of crossover superstars was initially capped at three. Uh, the Lars Sullivan uh, eventual, eventual, uh, evidently persuaded the chairman to expand the limit to four. Still don't explain Elias. Superstars crossing between Raw and SmackDown Live has, of course, occurred on rare occurrences since the 2016 brand extension, but the wildcard rule is the first officially sanctioned blurring of the lines between Team Red and Team Blue superstars. Uh, and although this isn't to say that we're going to go back to the days of Raw Super Shows or do away at the brand extension, there are some staggering implications to the rule depending on who decides to take advantage of it. Uh, the main event of the wild card, oh, they talked about that. As always, it will take a while before the true impact of wild card rule is realized, but it's sure to make things very, very interesting going forward. See which new matchups will be made possible. I love this. Superstars crossing between Raw and SmackDown Live has, of course, occurred on rare occasions since the 2016 brand and like 30 times in the past six weeks. Yeah. Not that rare. Not that rare. Not that rare. So very silly. So uh, Vince sadly did not have that press release handy to to give to AJ to peruse. Well, one point earlier, I forgot to mention this when he was talking to Daniel Bryan. He says, some Raw SmackDowns will be, some Raw talent will be going to SmackDown. Other SmackDown talent 
might be going to SmackDown. Yeah, no. <laughs> and Daniel Bryan's like, or no, AJ. No, it was. It was during the AJ event. AJ was like, yeah, no, he looks thoroughly confused. But Smack, I built SmackDown. You can't just go there. I built it. Yeah. I'm over here on Raw now, and now, now I can go SmackDown. I can go back to my house. I built it. I built it. Seth comes to the ring. There's more crap talk. Uh, and then Vince says, you guys look like you want to compete. So you're going to compete. And, of course, they're getting their, their entry gear off. They're ready to fight. Yeah, they're it's throwing. Like, no, 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 no. You're not going to fight each other. You're yeah. going to be partners. Partners now. We don't want to be partners. You're going to be partners. Yeah. And so it was a tag team match against a team uh, Vince is going to uh, bring out shortly. And he goes, I'm brilliant. Yeah. Look how brilliant I am. Look, look at me. And the crowd is just sitting there like, like, what? What is happening right now? What is going on in front of our very like eyes? Shoot on Vince's it, it really did. It seemed like it was uh, him just having a breakdown of some sort. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really kind of felt that it way. It felt like he was out there to assert the fact that uh, you know, he built this huge monolithic company. It's like, look, I, I could still do good things. It's out of control. It's out of control. It's a runaway he is train. Control. He is, is completely if runaway. If you're a shareholder listening to this, this is not good. Vote your conscience. Is Vote your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vote your conscious people. Uh, anyways, this tag match was AJ and Seth versus Bob Lashley and Baron Corbin. And of course, AJ and Seth couldn't keep it together long enough to pick up the win. They worked well enough together for a while. Yeah. And they gave this match a ton of time. But Baron Corbin, he got out of the way of, of a phenomenal yep. forearm, yep. which landed on Seth freaking Rollins instead. Yep. yep. And uh, AJ's like, oh, no, what did I do? I screwed up. I screwed up. Moswell go backstage to get an early shower. <laughs> so he leaves. He leaves. And, and then, then yeah. Corbin picks up. He gets Seth, gets him into days. And he pins the Universal Champion. Baron Corbin confirmed. Pin the Universal Champion. And then him and Lashley are celebrating. Um, I thought it was cool. There was a little video afterwards uh, where they're in the hallway, like, celebrating. And there's, like, a little PA guy. And he's like, hey, nerd, I just won. I just pinned the Universal Champion. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty cool. I really like Baron Corbin. I really love his intro, too. When, oh yeah, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Tom, Mike, Mike, Mike Rome, Rome, Mike, Mike Rome. Rome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, a quick shot of the Miz. He's just kind of lingering outside of Shane's locker room, waiting for him to show up. He's a malingerer. He is. Next, Sami Zayn promo. Uh, this one was cut short by Braun Strowman. We're revisiting this feud. Yeah, this is so we had heard, we had read, we had seen apparently that the Sami feud is supposed to be with Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sort of bummed out that we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, why is it they insist on whenever there is an angle that uh, includes running, they give it to Braun, who runs very oddly because his knees are probably trash at this point. I will say, though, since he, he rededicated himself to his new workout routine, he's dropped some weight. He has. He seems like he's moving better. He seems faster, yes. but it still looks really weird. I know. I know he's. I mean, he's he's huge, so I'm sure it takes a toll on his body to run like that. But yeah. it's pretty impressive that he can move at that speed. Yeah, and hopefully, thanks to getting in better shape, uh, his knees won't uh, give out on him. I wonder if he does quickly. yoga. Could be, maybe. Anyway, you can just tell through like his arms and his traps. He's gotten incredibly cut. He's always his midsection is much thinner. Svelter, yes. yeah. No, he's looks, in good shape. He looks good. So uh, Sami Zayn tries to escape, flee through the crowd. Braun gives chase, chases him up the ramp. They go backstage. Uh, eventually, Braun corners Sammy um, near like a, a larger garage door. Sammy tries to escape under that. Braun grabs him. He power slams him into a dumpster. And then uh, just conveniently at, I don't know, what, 
five, six o'clock in the evening, our time. Or is this in Cincinnati? So like seven local. Uh, there's a garbage truck that just has to be come by collecting. Mm-hmm. Seems a little late in the day, but whatever. Yeah, well, and they have their schedule. Guess so. They have their schedule. Guess so. And so a uh, garbage truck uh, dumps the dumpster, the contents of the dumpster into the uh, the receptacle on the truck. And the implication is that Sammy just got tossed into a garbage truck. And of course, there's compactors in those things. So uh, Sammy Zane has been crushed. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm assuming there's some sort of Superman 3 type scenario that happens where he's he didn't holding actually, it apart. Yes. Yeah, that was honestly that might be the scariest scene from my childhood in movies. Really? When nothing was scarier than when was it Superman not being so super. When uh, super evil, bad Superman, uh, five o'clock shadow, drunken, alcoholic Superman mm-hmm. was destroying Clark Kent, mm-hmm. and he puts him in the trash compactor, mm-hmm. and you just hear it go, and you hear him go, but then like he emerges as regular Superman, right? Is that what happens? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Oh boy, that was for me. It was the end of Wrath of Khan when his fingers were melting off. Oh, that was messed up too. His face was all burned. Yeah, stuff. that was messed up too. Yeah, Oof. I remember watching that when that, whenever that came out. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, but I was five or something like that. Ship out of danger. Yes. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Ship yeah, the other way. Yeah. Ship out of danger. Out of danger. Yeah. Yeah. Spock. Spock. You have been. Or will always be. Oh man, my friend. Oh golly, right here. Mm-hmm. Right in the fields, man. Woo. Spock! He's already dead. No, Jim. He's... <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> what else? Uh, after that, we had a Lucha House Party versus a an trio N- of jobbers. Yeah, one of another NWO Adam Mayhem mm-hmm. uh, ate the pin here. This is just an exhibition for a Lucha House Party. Hard to be mad at that. Yeah. So. I love jobbers. I love seeing the local scene. And I love the Lucha House Party. Did you hear Corey Graves say to to uh, 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 Renee, uh, this guy is the, the best local competitor out of Cincinnati. <laughs> Directed towards her, of course, because her husband is from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That was kind of funny. Anyways, uh, Lindsay Dorado eventually picks up the win after shooting Star Press. But everybody in Lucha House Party got their finisher off. We got a Salida Del Sol, an elbow from Grand Metalik. It was fun. Yeah, Short. Yeah. Uh, after that, backstage, uh, Natalia and Naomi are opening up some invitations. They're from Lacey Evans. What was their issue with it? This bugged the crap out of me. Not in like a, oh, I hate wrestling thing, but like 
Storyline wise, what is their problem with this with the scent of peach cobbler? Uh, it smells delightful for me. Fresh out of the oven, peach cobbler. Mm. If I get an invitation mm. from a coworker who at this point in my life is only you, yeah. if you give me an invitation, I'm like, oh, Larson's giving me an oh, invitation. Wow. To this some, smells like pizza. What did they say the invitation was for? Just to come down ringside to watch a match. Larson wants, he, my coworker wants me to come down and see some of his good work. Wow, it smells like peach cobbler. That's, that's delicious. Yeah. This is lovely. I'll take him up See, on that. But in theory, that at makes least, sense. in theory, at least though, you like me, you enjoy my company. I guess the idea is I they think don't. Enjoy. I like you slightly less than they like Lacey Evans, no. and still, I would be delighted by t- getting an invitation from you. I'm gonna tell you that, man. With peach cobbler, that does sound good. Peach cobbler sounds great right I now. I know. I'm quite hungry. It never sounds not good. I know. Fresh peaches. Yeah. Delicious. A buttery, flaky crust. So this was, yeah, mm. Natalia, Naomi. And then Dana Brooke walked Dana in, Dana Brooke too. walked in. So I got this invitation, too. What does it mean? It smells like peach cobbler. Yeah, I don't get why they were repulsed by the smell of peach cobbler. It was weird. And I even like, I like that segment. I thought that was really cool. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a good little, hey, come down and see what I can do. I like that. It was good stuff. Yeah, I thought that was all pretty fun. Uh, next, quick shot of Miz still waiting outside Shane's locker room. And then we get uh, Ricochet versus Rob Rude. Um, Ricochet putting his spot in Money in the Bank on the line. So prior to this on the dot com. Oh, by the way, that was also kind of interesting. What? Did you hear about this? WWE's YouTube did not upload any clips during the show. They waited till the show was done to start uploading clips from Raw. They really should wait 24 hours. Yeah. Well, something tells me they have a close eye on the digital. What they also need to do is work with YouTube. I'm assuming I'm assuming WWE has an in with YouTube. I would think because so. if They're you're a at a massive, certain level, massive, they have channel. like 40 million subs. Yeah, uh, and uh, they need to reach out to YouTube and start taking down some of those illegal streams. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, look, I'm not trying to be a narc here. I'm no narcos. No, uh, but like a snitch because I understand no, I mean, that it's just, it's, snitches it's, get snitches. It's it's good business. It's, we we've business had sense. we've had a couple channels try to re-upload our stuff. We reach out to Mr. John Carl and say, Mr. John Carl, get lock him down. Correct. And then, boom, it happens. It's just smart business, man. It's just smart business. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that has any effect. Uh, but, no, on the dot-com, Rob Rude was showing up to the arena. Uh, and, he, by the way, he was wearing, like, some cool, like, a suit. Yeah. And he looked like a million bucks. Robert, Rob Rude, what's your deal? He says, what is the deal? I beat Ricochet a week later. He gets into money in the bank. Well, I'm challenging him to put that on the line because Rob Roode thinks he should be in money in the bank. Part of me was kind of sad. I, I kind of wanted Robert Roode to get that. Well, get Robert Roode can't do any cool stuff off the ladder. I guess here it is. No, you're right. You're right. Here, here's, here was my main problem with this. So uh, Ricochet versus Robert Roode, money in the bank spot on the line. Decent Rick, enough match. It was fun. Fun match. Ricochet wins. Okay, so he's solid. At least have Robert Roode attack him after the match, mm-hmm. so that there's some significance to him. He just dithered away again. Yeah, I know. And Ricochet, because they were they were they were rolling uh, uh, after the match. Ricochet was walking up the ramp, and I was like, "Okay, I'm waiting for the crowd to react to Robert Roode going up there and laying him out or something." You got to give me a reason to think I Robert Roode is going to continue to be a threat of some sort. I know. He just got beat. Yeah. What do I care anymore? Yeah, I know. There's no urgency. It's still no urgency. None of the characters basically act with any sense of urgency. They don't give the characters anything. No. That's what they, they need to give them no. something. No. Because then I'm like, oh, man, even he got this loss next week. Who's he going to attack? What's he going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, next, we had a, sh a shot of Ray and his son Dominic walking backstage. They kind of talk in front of Ray's locker room. Eventually, Ray goes in. Dominic turns and walks the other way, and Joe just walks in the frame and starts stalking, stalking him. Dominic, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah terrifying. Go to commercial. Comes uh, back and he's cornered Dominic, and uh, and and gets into it with him. Talks to him. It says uh, it talks about his loss to Ray the previous week. I guess it was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just all in his face, being very intimidating. I really wanted Dominic just to freaking sucker punch him. Yeah, like Joe's all intimidating, and then he turns around and Dominic's like, "I know." <laughs> Gets a brick. <laughs> I know. Beer bottle. <laughs> You'd create an instant star if he did that. Oh hell yeah, way. man! An instant star. Yeah, they're not good. At, that, they're not good at crushes that. him on the head and then starts like yelling at him in Spanish vulgarities. They're not good at that on WB creating instant stars. No, man, but one brick will do it. Yeah, no. Oh, it's gone. It's escalated to a brick now. What did I say? Oh, I didn't know. I thought you said something else. You before. said the bottle. I thought you said something before brick. That oh, wasn't brick. Quite as brick him. Hardcore is brick. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, it could be a prop one, but for the you know. Well, obviously, case like a brick. little blood pack on the back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the idea is that he got clobbered in the face. He with got brick. bricked. Yeah. I'd love that'd be great. Dominic the brick. Anyways, uh, after that, uh, Lacey Evans versus, uh, oh, I didn't catch her name, Ali Katrina? Yeah. All right. And then, of course, uh, per the, per her request, Naomi, Dana Brooke, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, we didn't see Alexa get an invitation, though. No, we did not. Uh, maybe she likes Peach Cobbler. Maybe she was like, I mean, oh, this doesn't delightful. like Peach Cobbler? I don't know. Oh, it's so good. Especially with fresh peaches. Mm. I kind of just want some apple pie right now. That sounds good, too. See, man, oh, boy, that's like my favorite fruit pie, I think. I think fresh peach pie or peach cobbler might be mine. Man. I mean, you get some fresh peach pie. Oof. Apple pie. Just the bottom crust. Oh, so good. A huge mound of peaches, a little bit of whipped cream on it. Mmm. Crust is great. Mm hmm. Then put some little whipped cream on it. Some mm -hmm. cool whip. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. No, I'm with you. But fresh peach pie, that's where it's at. So good. So good. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, Lacey wins with a woman's right, and then she grabs a mic and uh, starts talking trash to everybody ringside. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. I think I think they you know they 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 dug themselves into a hole with her, but she's like very quickly climbing out of that hole. Yeah. In terms of being a, a, a heel that I can I, I really appreciate. Yeah. You know. And then uh, Becky comes down the <clears throat> ring. Uh, they brawl for a little bit. Becky just hands it to Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans flees up the ramp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, Daniel Bryan promo backstage. Uh, he still wants to be the Plants champion. I really liked this and then the Seth one and the Kofi one. I thought they were all really, really strong promos. They're all really intense. Yeah. They were very intense. I really liked that. Um, after that, the Usos were sneaking around backstage. This is like a, a bit from, it could have been a Scooby-Doo or something. They even yeah. did the thing where they both looked out of a, a door, you know, one kind of staggered on top of the other. It was very cartoonish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then somebody noted this on Twitter. I forget who it was. Somebody from a podcast, and I'm sorry I don't have the... But there is like a... They do this sometimes. There was a PA who was like... He was like standing and he was like standing against the wall, facing the wall. Like sort of briefly in the shot. As if like understand... Like he's not supposed to be in the shot. Yeah. And so, so what he, he did turns was... turns and tries to hide. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was the weirdest thing. That is strange. It was so weird. That's weird. <laughs> it was it felt like a GTA thing, like yeah. an NPC. Oh was yeah, like on. they were just walking against the wall. Like yeah, that's what it felt like. While the Usos were skulking, that was funny. I mean, the, the performance-wise, uh, Adam Pacini on Twitter made a point of saying that a couple months ago, like the Usos on SmackDown, like they were 
they were badass. Yeah. You know, and now they're on Raw and they're like really goofy. Yeah, Vince is too into it, so they're so he's changing him. I know. Oh, you guys are great. Here's my ideas. You guys are so funny backstage. Yeah. And so they got to be funny now. Which performance-wise, I can't complain about. It. I I was entertained by this when I, I don't know what you so, but like they're trying to be stealthy backstage or into something, and they do the thing where they turn around, and like make sure everything's okay. The problem. I mean, the problem is if this had come on the heels of like three. <clears throat> good good example here is the New Day and the Usos. Did plenty of goofy stuff, yeah. You know, with each other, the rap battles, stuff like that, stuff that was like high quality entertainment that wasn't wrestling. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it was all framed, you know, by amazing matches. Yeah. Well, there there was always underlying intensity to everything. Yeah, and we did. We haven't got any amazing match. Like, start out, give us like three really good matches, and then do this stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Viking Raiders versus the Tag Team Champions, although you wouldn't be able to tell that based on how this match was booked. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. You you would never know that Hawkins and Ryder were even close to being Tag Team Champions. You, you think they'd be on level of the B team. Every win is either a fluke. Every win is a fluke, but more often than not, they're just booked super weak against people who are like miles ahead of them. Yep. So, yeah, the Viking Raiders picked up that win just easily. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah. Uh, another episode of Firefly Funhouse next. <laughs> I like this one. It was good where it's uh, Mercy the Buzzer. Mercy's a dick. He is. <laughs> was, he killed a rambling was rabbit. eating rambling rabbit because rambling was pushing his bohemian lifestyle on him. <laughs> that was... That was hilarious. That's pretty funny. He's pushing my his bohemian lifestyle. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And then Bray says, well... Uh, it's okay. You can uh, uh, express yourself however you want. Yeah. And you can always be forgiven for, for, for it no matter what, like yeah. I have. Yeah. And then it finishes with, with Bray kneeling next to a group of kids with blank expressions on their face, completely blank. Yeah. And he's got like a little stuffed lamb that he's petting. It's pretty well done. Yeah. I thought I thought this was like one. This is the most quality one. Yeah. <laughs> Rambling Rabbit got eaten by Mercy the Buzzard. That's dark, man. Yeah. That, and those kids just dead Blank. looks on their face. Blank. Oh, man. That was good stuff. As After, far as it being like the most thought-provoking and evocative, this was the, by far the best one. Mm-hmm, it seemed yeah. like there was a lot more going on underneath the surface than the last two. Yeah. Just uh, show me the light. I'll follow. Or you follow, I'll show you the light. Let me in. Is. I'll yeah. show you the way. Oh, man. That was good. Uh, after that, we had Seth promo, as you mentioned, where he's Good talking stuff. about AJ giving him two black eyes and breaking his face. Yeah, quality feud. Uh, next, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, better than their Mania match, probably because I'm guessing uh, we heard rumors that Drew was sick for Mania. Yeah, also, just, I mean, Mania had a lot of really strong builds going on, and mm-hmm. that didn't. And then this, you know, they've had a bit more time. I really like I I'm I'm happy. I mean, it seems it's well. No, I mean this concluded with the Shane Miz thing. Maybe I mean is Roman gonna have two matches at the same time, or not two matches, but like two feuds going on at the same time? Oh, entirely possible. I'd love for him to be in a thing with, with Drew still. Oh hell yeah! Get Drew over on SmackDown. Have him take advantage of the wild card rule. Hell yeah, man! I'm cool with that. More Drew, <clears> the better. After Money in the Bank, I'm assuming. Uh, so yeah, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Really, really cool match. Uh, in the end, Reigns ended up hitting a spear, went for a pin. Shane broke it up. He comes in. Elias comes in. They both beat down Roman. Uh, Miz uh, hits the ring. Shane runs away through the crowd. Miz chases him with a chair. Meanwhile, uh, Elias picks up uh, Roman 
for Drew to hit a claymore on. Yeah. And then they're standing and Drew looks over to Elias and says, finish him at money in the bank. Yeah. And uh, so, no, I thought, I thought in terms of wonky finishes, I was fine with this because it wove a couple different stories mm-hmm. into totally, it. Totally. And I, I like that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Storyline, story it made sense. Backstage, uh, Miz with chair still giving chase to Shane. Shane hides. Miz runs past him. Shane emerges from his hiding spot, and there's Charlie Crusoe wanting to get an interview. I really like this. This bit. was good. Yeah, this was and good. Shane, and this is all done she in one was shot. A dogged journalist. Yeah, this is all done in one shot. It was really nice. It's like, Shane, can you talk to me? And he just runs off. And the camera follows as he goes down a stairwell and goes down to try to get a limo. And he's about to get to the limo. The Miz destroys Shane with a steel chair several times. Eventually, though, Shane kicks Miz in the front area. Shane hops in the limo and leaves. It's mm. well done. Yeah, this was. I like Charlie turns again. Come on, we have to get this. Come on. And yeah, she good. goes in there. She's like, come on, talk to me, talk to me. And then, yeah, and then all that stuff happens. Well, that was, I thought it was a really effective mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, the revival were supposed to be taken on the club. However, the Usos come to the stage beforehand and said, you know, uh, you may be familiar with Icy Hot. We have a new product, Usy Hot. Water, sweat activated. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back and says it should be activating about right now. And then right now. start acting like their crotches are on fire. Yeah. And so they're rubbing them on the mat, <laughs> pulling their tights away from them, so on and so forth, yeah. on the mat, ringside area. Again, in terms of the, the performance of the physical comedy, well done. They shouldn't be involved in anything like this. Um, and then the Uso say, oh, we got some water for you too. You need some water? And so they go up to the stage and Revival pours the water on front area. And the Usos, yeah, and the Usos say, well, no, it's water activated. Give you water to drink. It's going to make it worse. You're supposed to drink that. Yeah, and so that's when Dawson does like the full flip, flat back bump. Yeah. And starts rolling around, yeah. That was pretty funny. It's entertaining, but again. It needs to be framed by like really good wrestling. Yeah. Any of that first. Yeah. This needs to be grounded in, in competition and mm. really good wrestling. And then maybe you can do some goofy man, stuff. Man, remember Usos versus New Day at Hell in a Cell? Oh, man, that was oh, incredible. Boy. Oh, boy. And, like, even the rap battle stuff, yeah, the premise was kind of goofy. Oh, that was good stuff. But, man, but, like, the actual... That was good stuff. It was good. Yeah. The actual performance, the actual lines was really good. What was that line on Xavier, the rated R thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Kofi Kingston promo. I sort of talked about this a little bit. It was just very, very intense. And, man, I thought that... You know, as a solo guy, away from his uh, his act, I think that he's really coming into his own. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes it's like you you feel this guy is champion. Like back when Jack Swagger was champion, I never really felt it. No. Sheamus, when he was world champion, no. I never felt it. No. I was like, ah, I don't really get this. Yeah, but no. I'm starting to get. I'm starting to really get Kofi. You know. Uh, after that, we had No Way Jose coming down with his party party people. And then uh, Lars Sullivan, who apparently is part of the wild card rules. SmackDown member number five who showed up on Raw. Yeah. Uh, so Lars destroys everybody in the conga line. And then he destroys No Way Jose. Go to commercial, come back. Vince is backstage on the phone. And he's I, trying to explain this, this rule. Was this pre-written? Was this, or did they do this like after they realized that, wait, this guy is from SmackDown. Like, did they? I would hope that there's something that was written in advance to try to build up Lars that he's capable of getting in Vince's face and intimidating him. I think. I don't know. I don't know. They were like, hey. Or they were like, oh, shoot. We forgot exactly. Or like Vince wasn't supposed to say three people. Right. We have three many people show up from SmackDown and Raw three now. Many. So we had, they had to retroactively Because he was the on rule. the phone with somebody. Somebody saying how brilliant he was. Well, again. yeah, Elias doesn't, Elias doesn't count. Uh, three people. 
and then Lars comes in. We'll make it four people. What did this? Did the statement clarify? Is it four now? Yeah, the kind of. Clarified well, at first four? it says limited number, and then they mentioned that it was three initially, and then Lars convinced uh, Vince to make it four. Well, I'm saying this to statement. Statement. I know what happened, but can you clarify the number? Limited. <laughs> okay, limited. Good. Thank you, statement. So of course, open ended, so they can violate their own rules whenever they want. You know, their official rule book is just a sketch pad, so don't be surprised that they set forth a rule and immediately violate it. Their rule, their rule book is like a zine. Or like a Ted Bundy-esque. The, the zine is giving it way too much credit. <laughs> yeah. The zine at least usually has structure. You know, one of the funnier parts I was telling you about that Ted Bundy movie mm-hmm. with Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this part. So you remember when he, because uh, you saw the documentary mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. It's terrifically done. Yeah. When he escapes the the library, the courthouse library, oh, in Colorado, he yeah, jumps out, yeah. Uh, during the scene, I don't know if this is true or not, but during the scene, so the 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 bailiff guy, the security guard, he's supposed to be keeping an eye on Ted Bundy while he's in. He's making a call, and he says he's going to call his wife. Right? He picks up the phone. It's just dial tone, so he's not actually talking to her. He's like acting like he's talking to her. Meanwhile, the guard gets distracted by a pretty lady in the courthouse, uh, or which is right adjacent to it. And he Ted's sitting there like writing a bunch of stuff on a legal pad. Well, once he jumps out, bailiff comes running in. He looks at the legal pad and it's like, I'm getting out of here over and over and over and over, over again. <laughs> uh, I hope that's true. I hope he actually did write that over yeah, and over knows? and over again. Uh, so our main event was Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for a WWE championship. It was the highest profile spot for the w- for a WWE championship yeah, match in a long time. I know. So that had it going for it. Yeah. And holy crap, what a terrific match. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I got freaked out every time Daniel Bryan would land near his head know, or on man. his head. I know. Because he's really good at selling that stuff. I like, know. And the first thing he does is reach up and grab his head. Mm-hmm. When Kofi, uh, the first spot where Kofi like went jumping out of the ring, and sort of landed on Daniel Bryan. Oh, the trust fall a bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, when Kofi got backdropped out of the ring, that was a rough bump. Yeah, yeah. That was really rough. I love. Like he but, banged his head too. But he's doing yeah crazy stuff. Like he did the the bit where he just Daniel Bryan, I think, like tried to whip him into the stairs, and Kofi just like jumped up the stairs, up the apron, up the rope, and, and yeah, yeah. went back on him. That yeah. was really good. Uh, man, I, uh, Kofi's really he's really giving it everything, mm-hmm. man. He's really mm-hmm. killing it. Mm-hmm. He got the win with uh, Trouble in Paradise, yeah. but it was after a really fun finishing sequence. Yeah, and then Dana Bryan was destroying Kofi's arm the entire match. Yeah. Driving him into the ring post and all sorts of crazy stuff. It was great. Yeah. Was really, really good, good, really good. If you haven't had a chance, check it out. There's a reason to watch Raw, or at least skip through it. Yeah, look, man, I, and uh, tons, tons of people on Twitter were saying, yeah, I'm going to take a break. From WWE oh, for I don't bit. blame you. I don't blame you. I totally don't blame you. <clears throat> I really don't. That being said, there's always stuff to appreciate. Yeah. I mean, the the, the talent on the roster is so good. It's too good. Yeah. Even with a bunch of crap material, at least uh, at least one or two instances on Raw, someone will, will rise to the occasion, elevate garbage material to something pretty mm-hmm. decent or watchable. Yeah. It's just not... It's just not consistent. It doesn't happen consistently enough on Raw. There need, dude. There, there has to be storyline motivation for rules to take effect. It really mm-hmm. just makes other all than, the sense. Other than Vince's whim, although, yeah, you know, they're I guess blurring the lines between reality and kayfabe there with Vince just yeah. pulling stuff out of his again box of gimmicks. So let's do a SmackDown preview. All SmackDown right. should be interesting tonight. I will start. 
Shane McMahon will crown new SmackDown tag team champions. What's your early guess on this? Shane and Elias. Probably going to be Shane and Elias unless he has more plans for the B team to do more work for him. Maybe. It might be them, but I think it's going to be Shane and Elias. SmackDown Live was thrown for a loop last week when, due to Jeff Hardy sustaining a knee injury at the hands of Lars Sullivan, the Hardy boys had to relinquish the SmackDown tag team titles. With the state of both the Blue Brands tag team division and the titles in question, Shane McMahon will arrive on SmackDown Live this Tuesday to crown new SmackDown tag team champions. What will Shane O'Mac decree? Kevin Owens to respond to Kofi Kingston's attack from last week. Kevin Owens got a taste of his own medicine last week when WWE champion Kofi Kingston launched a massive retaliatory attack on KO to close out SmackDown Live. The fired-up Kingston, who was still fuming after Owens' ambush on both him and Xavier Woods in recent weeks, had Owens reeling to such a degree that KO ultimately bailed. However, Owens will now respond to the dreadlock Dynamo's attack tonight. Massive six-woman tag team match to go down on the blue brand. Everyone has their eyes on the prizes right now in the SmackDown Live women's division. Tonight, Bailey, Carmella, and Ember Moon, that's a heck of a team, mm-hmm. all three of which will be in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, will take on Charlotte Flair, who is facing off against Becky Lynch for the SmackDown women's title at WWE Money in the Bank. Mandy Rose, also in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And Sonya Deville, who graciously told Mandy to take her spot, to take the spot in the ladder match. With less than two weeks until the Money in the Bank pay-per-view event, all six superstars will absolutely be out to make a major impression. Which side will get the upper hand? Find out tonight on SmackDown Live. Do you think that match is actually going to happen? Uh, they are notorious for booking something for the women's division, oh, and then it just doesn't happen. I know. Ali and Andrade to square off. Ooh, whoa, that is a killer match. Two of SmackDown Live's four men's Money in the Bank ladder match representatives will face off tonight when Mustafa Ali and Andrade Almesh clash with less than two weeks before the Money in the Bank pay-per-view event streams live on WWE Network. Both superstars are trying to gain pivotal momentum as the ever-important ladder match approaches, and Andrade will be looking for a measure of retribution for both he and Randy Orton were on the losing end of a tag team match against Ali and Finn Balor last week. Who will prevail in this contest of rising superstars? Uh, Andrade. Yes. <laughs> Which Raw superstars will take advantage of the wild, wild card rule? Wild card finals. Go. Last night on Raw, Mr. McMahon dropped a bombshell by announcing the wild card rule, which will allow no more than four superstars from SmackDown Live to appear on Raw each week and four Raw superstars on SmackDown Live without facing any punishment. What if somebody's willing to accept punishment? Then they can then they can just book they themselves just, into yeah, a Yeah, go back and forth their heart's desire, I guess. WWE champion Kofi Kingston, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and Lars Sullivan took advantage of the new precedent with Bryan and Kingston squaring off for the WWE title in the main event. Reigns clashing with Drew in a WrestleMania rematch and Lars demolishing Jose and his conga line, then storming into Vince's office, prompting the expansion of the wild card rule from three superstars to four. Will any of the red brand stars take advantage of the new rule? Who could they mix it up with on the blue brand? Find out on SmackDown Live tonight. That's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's, it's, it's exhausting to think of. This is written by Ryan Papola. 
Who wrote yesterday's preview? Is I didn't that notice. still available? I don't know. I I'm going to look at your notes. And maybe is there is there a link in your no, notes? No, I didn't yesterday? do a link. I just copied and pasted. Sorry, Jay Sean. Let's do questions, Steve. Okay. Jay Sean Lawrence. Vince is putting the brand split down like a dog. Like a dog. Not on the press release. It said it wasn't going to do it. Oh, they changed it to results. Bummer, man. They just changed the same document to results. That's interesting. Hmm. Jose Alaguna, if you could each ask Vince one question uh, where he had to tell the truth or at least be honest, what would you ask and give an impression of his answer? If we got uh, the opportunity to ask Vince one question, he had to answer honestly. Had to. Uh, Why don't you quit? Oh, we both know the answer. Yeah, I know we both know the answer to that one. What do you think his deep-seated answer, his only truthful answer would be? It would be he thinks that he knows everything more about wrestling than anybody. Yeah. That only his I built this company, damn it. <laughs> he would say that to you. I'm trying to think what it, what my question would be where he had to answer truthfully. Vince, have you ever killed a person? Mm. <laughs> That's what I would ask. Yes. Wow. Confirmed. That'd be a wow. scoop. Well, that'd be, that a would scoop. be a scoop. That would be a scoop. Uh, Asuka Lund, somehow WWE managed to ruin an Uso and Revival feud. Uh, yeah, they haven't really gotten off on the best foot. Well, this is going to lead to a match, isn't it? Yeah, and hopefully it'll probably be like a six-minute pre-show match, too. Well, oh, gosh. Kyle Young, I don't see, seem to be very popular thinking about incorporating some more Baron Corbin into my life. That ought to draw more people toward me, right? Seems like it's a smart yeah, move. Yeah, first step, of course, is going and get yourself an all-over print slow wolf pack shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there That's you go. That's the first step. Let's see here. Cody Miles. Another wrestler has entered politics. The DNA of TNA, Matt Morgan, oh, yeah. is mayor of Longwood, Florida. Yeah, I saw that too. Richard Ely, that Uso segment makes me want to stop, watch wrestling, stop watching wrestling. Again, nobody would blame you. Can't blame you. Uh, let's see here. Breakingcontrollers.com. Power rank top five current masked WWE superstars. Who's top wrestler with maskers right now? It's got to be Ray, right? His legacy gives him the advantage of nothing else. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody else. It's Ray, it's Lucha House Party, and Sin Cara. Uh, Is there anybody else in WWE with a, with a maskers? I'm forgetting. I mean, Andrade sometimes comes out with his maskers. Yeah, but, but he immediately takes it off. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Eddie Smith. Uh, he says, I love Renee, but she needs to be removed from commentary. She adds nothing to the storytelling other than yelling, oh, a million times and hasn't improved at all. Hopefully Beth will be replacing her. I just think it's a hard job, man. She's got Vince in her ear barking. I'd rather have somebody saying, oh, oh, a lot than Michael Cole constantly hammering the word wild card rule. She's better than uh, like Otunga on 205. Oh he just talks endlessly. Yeah. Endlessly. I actually, you know, I doesn't really add anything. I think that Renee and Corey are finding their chemistry. I think so too. That's kind of all I care about. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't want somebody who's like super polished to be honest with you. Joe Juarez, he says, conspiracy theory. What if this bad booking and bad ratings and the attempt to make wrestling so unpopular that it de- derails AEW when it starts? Uh, that would be that would be a terrible idea in WWE parts of that part if that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I would doubt that. Snake Sosa says, so what, if any, impact will wild card rule have on pay-per-view? I don't think it'll... Well, I mean, I guess he'll have cross-brand pay-per-view matches, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. That's it. Yeah. 
Michael Skornavaka. Keep up the great work. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Michael. Uh, let's see here. Cody Miles posted a link from Wrestling Inc. That says, WWE introduced wildcard rule on Raw and SmackDown to help with star power concerns from Fox and USA. Oh, according to Dave Milser. Okay. Uh, Mr. Man reportedly not want to give up the idea of separate brands. WWE has been facing outside pressure from NBC and Fox to bring the ratings up. The networks will not be happy with how bad the ratings are this coming fall because of how much money they are paying WWE. Fox and NBC want star power on the shows, and there's been a feeling that the brands don't have enough star power individually. Um, yeah, well, well they, gotta, haven't, they gotta, haven't built any stars. Nope. Nope. Uh, W.S. Fletcher, of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his with the most human. Human. Uh, this is funny. Diddly Doodler said, uh, Raw was so boring we did chat trivia to pass the time. Well, that's always a fun use of... That's always a fun use of your time, Ken. It is, totally. Uh, I'm going to go over to the Patreon. Sure. Uh, Dylan Haggett. Hey, friendos, can you power rank all eight competitors in both Money in the Bank matches from most likely to least likely to win the match? Most likely to win the men's match is Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. I'd say Drew is one. I think Drew's probably going to be the next guy to be universal champion. And then... I'd say probably Andrade, too. No, I think Baron, too. You think Baron's, too? Yeah, I think Drew, Baron, Andrade. Was it eight people in it? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in it. Finn. No, he's no. a continental champion. Finn's. I'd say Braun is last. And then Finn. Ricochet's above Finn. Yeah, Ricochet's just above Finn. You said bronze last. I say bronze last because they just they just gave it to yeah. him, and the whole and point is to make a star. Mustafa above Ricochet. Orton's Orton's in there too. I put Orton below Finn, but above uh, Braun. I can get behind that. It's good order. Uh, women's uh, Bailey's got to be the front runner to win the women's match. Oh my God! It's Bailey, 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 Bailey. Yeah. Liam Wagner has a question: How much of Vince's talking was improvised? Did he? Does he script? Does he get scripts for his promos? Does Vince do scripts? I don't know. I feel like I don't feel like the boss gives himself scripts, or if he does, he just writes it. Uh, Jay Sean Lawrence, Power Rank pay per views to show Ricky and Elliot. Oh, Triple Mania, right? Yeah, it's got to be up there. <laughs> it's got to be Triple Mania, like WrestleMania Nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Something that or something with with wrestlers are kind of familiar with. Yeah. Okay. But it's still weird enough. That it seems maybe somewhat, uh, it's not what they're used to wrestling being, if you know what I mean. So like a WCW one. Yeah. Or episode of Nitro where Hogan pulls out his head from the box. <laughs> yeah. We really should just cobble together a bunch of weird oh, yeah. ass clips. A worst of wrestling. Yeah. Michael Forbes, do you think a strike or walkout with creative writers or talent could ever happen? Talent not happy and wanting to leave and creative being frustrated with Vince seems to be growing. No man, yeah, look, it's just this is wrestling. I mean, nobody's gonna give up. A, nobody's gonna give up a paycheck because, well, if they plan on staying with WWE, mm-hmm. you're not gonna just you know forego getting paid because you know you're not huge on creative. <clears throat> I mean, it, the it's one. Well, I mean, what we do is analyze and, and criticize, constructively criticize. You know, it's like we appreciate the story involved, but. For these people, it's a job. It's their livelihood. It's their livelihood. 
go out there. What does the script say? Okay, I'll do that. And then I'll wrestle. And if you're not cool with it, then pull a Luke Harper or a Sasha Banks and see where that gets you. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I think people just want to do their jobs. Uh, Ray Four, thank you. Vincent Milaj. Every time I see someone thrown into a trash bin, I think back to the trash man from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Trash man and Braun Feud confirmed. Are you familiar with Trash Man from Always I'm Sunny? Not, I've, I've not seen a lot of Always Sunny. Everything I've seen I love, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan, uh, should you guys hold a special going in raw review over Vince's mental state? We have something kind of like that yes. planned for Countout. Yes, stay tuned. Mr. Dope. Oh, he got his keys to his new house. Awesome. Congratulations, Mr. Dope. That's the best feeling. Uh, Leandro Vereda. Guys, just got my real estate license. Congratulations. Wow. Any tips for Larson? Yeah, if I were to get in that industry. Larson's thinking about getting the bottom fall out of this thing entirely because people are so fed up with WWE. I'd like to show you this house. Buy it now. You want to buy it? (laughs) You good? Is that a wink? Yeah. You want to see others? All right. (laughs) What? This isn't good enough? Uh, Shaq 462 you two talking about peach cobbler was more entertaining than Monday Night Raw now I want some heck yeah man well to be fair talking about peach cobbler is probably probably even better than a New Japan show and those are terrific some peach cobbler with some homemade ice cream on it oh and and Okada Mm. yeah man Uh, let's see here uh, the base hit king Eric Blaha Uh, hey friendos you have $10,000 to invest in the stock of one wrestling promotion. Let's assume they're all public. Okay. All right. All right. Who do you choose? E por qué? Why? I don't think it'd be WWE now because I feel like uh, even though they their price dipped like thirteen bucks the other day, I feel like they're kind of they're peaking right now. Now, if this if, is where they should be, yeah. Yeah, at most, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if it sinks further. Like it was like forty dollars a share. I'd probably think about it because they should be an eighty dollar. Yeah, you think. Um, so the saying it's in the eighty-five dollar range for the foreseeable future for WB. They're off the table. It's not gonna, the return on my investment is not going to be great. Um, All Elite would be a good buy right now. Yeah, you could probably buy low right now, like their IPO. Um, if their IPO is like seventeen bucks, mm-hmm. I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else. You know, Impossible Burger is uh, their public sixty-six oh, yeah. bucks. Wow, really that high? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what to think about it. To be honest, yeah, no. what about Beyond? Is Beyond uh, like Beyond Burger are they public too? I don't know. It might be owned by somebody. I don't know. I don't know. I don't oh wait, know. no, Beyond. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Who's responsible for the? Are they two different things? Yeah, they are two different things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jose Alaguna booked the worst possible pay per view along with commentary. What's the worst pay per view? Wasn't that Legends of Wrestling? I never saw that one. But we saw I heard that bit. Really we bad. saw that bit with Jake and the snake, where he's obviously inebriated. Oh wow! Yeah, that was from that. I think. Yeah, that's always sad. Um, Nathan, how much do you think Vince screamed at the commentators to say how much they loved Wild Card Rule? Oh, incessantly, all the time. Michael Cole, I don't think needs Vince to scream at no, him he, to do that he's, anymore. He's a company man. He just, he knows. He, knows. To do he got it. A, he was at the production meeting beforehand. Yeah, most certainly. He knows the deal. Uh, Alex Foster. If Vince McMahon is an immortal, what things does he do to preserve that state? Eat souls of writers. Yeah, that seems to be the case. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. 
Oh, okay. Here we go. Wolfpack for life was in the crowd for raw and he made some notes. All right. We're going to share Wolfpack for life notes. Biggest pops of the night. Kofi still gets really big pops. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Firefly Funhouse apparently got a big pop. Roman got a big pop. Yeah, he got a good reaction. Cedric on his main event. He was on main event. Oh, wow. Yeah, he got a big pop. Cool. Seth and Ricochet. People crowd didn't care for. Dana Brooke got zero reaction. Sammy's. Boy, I can't. Those Sammy Zane promos were brutal. Lacey Evans. Uh, Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah, they've given people no reason to pop for them. Mm-mm. Biggest booze of the night by a landslide, Baron Corbin and Michael Cole. Yeah. Michael Cole is so obnoxious. Oh, this is interesting. He also says, my seats were five rows up from where Alistair's, Alistair Black's entrance, I guess, would be. Oh, the, the side he of said, the ramp? He could see Vince sitting at Gorilla when someone opened the entrance. Oh, thing. interesting. Crowd went nuts for Renee Young. Crowd loved Cedric during the main event taping. Iconics got a huge initial pop because Iconics did a dark mat or dar- a dark promo. Uh, Iconics got a huge initial pop. Then the crowd died quickly. Nikki Cross is shorter in person. Crowd freaked out during Bobby Lashley's spears through the ropes. And Lars Sullivan is huge. He's a big individual. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Uh, Kai Tai. Uh, with ratings tanking week after week, uh, what is it going to take for Vince to ask the question? What question? Am I the problem? <laughs> never. <laughs> that will never occur to Vince McMahon. Never. Uh, Dylan says here in chat that he hasn't gotten his chat trivia winning yet. He's drawing. Who? Dylan Haggett. Um. Uh, He's also he lives in Australia too, so maybe it must have those taken a, just a while. got sent out fairly recently. All right, and I I'm positive that his went out. Yeah, so that should happen soon. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if there's any other good questions. <laughs> this is good. Master of memes, Blake Whitehouse. I watched Raw with my grandparents, and they were laughing their asses off at the Usos and Revival segment. Do you think bad segments are worth it if it entertains old people? Yes. Yes, a hundred times yes. Absolutely. <laughs> old people deserve to have a good belly laugh. Oh, of course. Uh, let's see here. Just a lot of people bitching about Vince. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of questions, but a lot of people are just bitching about Vince. Um, it's almost like he's the problem. The Shogun Zodiac says, you guys think Vince's actions last night are indicative of how crazy he actually is? We got to see a little bit of it, yeah. Oh, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, We man. got to see a little bit That is bit just of the it. tip of the iceberg. He's having his, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Cooper's sick. Uh, kayfabe reason why there is a Raw producer, Blair witching it in a corner during the Uso segment <laughs> yeah, when they're escaping the room. It is so weird. It is weird. <laughs> that's a good reference there. Uh, ah, Mondo Volgare. The wild card thing got me thinking, what are some other moments in WWE history that would have been considered a jump the shark moment in most other forms of entertainment? Oh, good question. Other moments in WWE history that would have been considered a jump the shark moment in most other forms of entertainment. Well, yeah, I mean, last night was totally oh, yeah. wild card rule. 
there's a she feel like there's a oh katie vick stuff yeah yeah the katie vick stuff oh the tristratus barking like a dog oh yeah that stuff um I mean, a lot of it is Vince, mm-hmm. the Kiss My Ass Club, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's just stuff that's like, ugh, really? Can we just watch some wrestling, please? Uh, Cult of False Reality. Did, w- did creative miss the mark by not having a storyline where all the money and the bank competitors have to fight to keep their spot? Yeah, the 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 play in the should have qualifying the qualifying matches. matches. Like that's that stuff just writes itself. Yeah, I know. At least there's a, a, a measure of drama leading into who's going to be in the match. Is that just having the participants announced? There's no drama there. Yeah. If we can do it that way, just like have a lottery or something. This is good. MJ, the, we'll end on this one. All right. The Terran Empire champion. What if the Moxley thing was a trailer for a WWE Network original spinoff? What would happen in the first episode? So obviously it's not, but no, he uh, Moxley has broken out of the Amblo- Ambrose Asylum. Yeah, he's got barbed wire. Okay, so did you feel like so? I heard some people saying, "Well, that was the Ambrose Asylum." He's I could see out it of, away. Yeah, I, I mean, it kind of felt more like prison to me. I mean, the metaphor's clear. Do asylums have uh, barbed wire? I mean, if it's a place for the criminally insane, probably the criminally. Yeah, it, the metaphor is the same regardless. He's broken out of. Captivity. Yeah, yeah. WWE, That's really the point. There's a big dog. He is free now. He is free. I mean, I kind of want it to transition into like a narco style drama. You know. All right. I, in my mind, it's like a, a, a superhero type show. Oh, good. Did you ask that question on Twitter about Krypton because you saw the commercial during Raw? Yeah. What's up with that Lobo? You know what's funny is that I started Name's Lobo. I asked that question. Before I noticed Lobo there, because like some of it, I was like, oh, this looks like it might be kind of cool. But then seeing Lobo, that answer your question? Yeah, it's not. Doesn't make any sense. I hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to pop ratings. Tell your story. Don't worry about Lobo. Yeah. And if you're going to do Lobo, do it better. <laughs> do a better Lobo. Nobody should be Lobo except for Dave Batista in a James Gunn movie. I know. That would be killer. That Lobos are like a regular dude. I know. He didn't look cut. No, he Or massive. Didn't. I know. I know. Name's Lobo. My name's Lobo. No, it's no, man. No, you're not Lobo. You're fanfic. Yeah. That's the worst when those CW shows or whatever they're on, when they're a sci-fi, whatever it is, the DC without really being DC, the DC that sort of tees like Gotham. Yeah. Yeah, it's everything you love about Batman, but no Batman. Well, that's sort of the stake. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyways, that's that's what, in my mind, what Mox is, is that. He's one of those. Oh, wow. He's yeah. like a superhero, but he's got one of his hands is permanently uh, wrapped in barbed wire. It's yeah. like embedded into his flesh. Yeah. And that's his, weapon, that's his weapon of choice is the barbed wire hand. God, I'd love Batista's Lobo. That'd be great. Ugh. Again, something that writes itself, but, you know, there's licensing and all that stuff that has to be done, so you can't just do it. Well, you can't just do it. I'm saying DC, who, if I'm not mistaken, owns the Lobo IP. Yeah. And get uh, Simon Bisley in to do some of the production design for it. <sighs> Draw the poster. Oh, that'd be killer. Mm-hmm. Boy, I love Biz. He was great. Apparently, he's like a he's he's. I'm not gonna say crazy, but uh, he is just as interesting a fella as his artwork would suggest. Interesting. interesting. Like I remember reading, like hearing stories about him. Like they would write scripts and then hope that the artwork that came back would somewhat approximate what they were going for. 
but the business for himself, huh? He was, yeah, he, yeah. The biz went to biz for himself. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, Five dollar up patrons, and of course YouTube channel members. Uh, we have bonus uh, episode coming up. Uh, one last super chat here: Marcus Harrison, salty Steve is best Steve. Sugary Steve is best Steve, man. With some mm. of that apple pie mm. in, my, in my face. Mm. Uh, what do we got coming up for Overrun? Uh, news about Rhino's WWE future. Oh, all right. No news. So join us for that. Stay tuned. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.